Welcome, welcome. Um, is, is it Matt that we have uh, from the account? Yeah, this is Matt from Monar. Yep. Awesome, Matt. Nice to meet you. My name is Eduardo. Great to meet you, Eduardo. Yeah, I'm excited about this. You know, I've been following what, um, you know, the Seattle NFT Museum, you know, from the beginning and uh, never, I haven't been able to visit. I love Seattle. Uh, so it was awesome to get a chance to meet Jennifer and some of the team out in, in New York City. So, yeah, I'm excited to connect. Awesome. Well, Matt, we're so excited to have you on our tour spaces today. You and what you've done with the I'm Not Art in Chicago is exactly the topic that we cover in, in our weekly Twitter spaces. And uh, since it's a little past the time right now, I would love to. Yeah, we used to do Twitter spaces all the time. Um, not as much anymore. Uh, so with this one. Uh, I'm excited to kind of get back on the get back on the stage in Twitter Spaces because it's been so uh, so elsewhere. But I, I love Twitter Spaces; awesome. it's such a great little little forum. Yeah, we find that it's a way for us to connect with our community and the greater NFT uh, artists and collectors that aren't able to always stop into Seattle and see what we have on show and speak with us in person. So it's just another way to extend the mission of what we have for the museum. Quickie, thanks for coming through, guys. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, why don't we go ahead and kick things off and get started? Love to just do a quick introduction, uh, especially for those that have uh, joined our Twitter space for the first time this week. My name is Jennifer, one of the co-founders of Seattle NFT Museum. And this is our weekly Twitter space where we are just exposing the behind the scenes of an NFT museum. I think that's something that we love to speak about and we get questions about all the time. I think there's still a lot of interest of showing digital art and physical places. They want to know how the museum is created, how we displayed uh, digital art, how we think about curation. So anything from the curation and yeah, you guys remember when artists? they they ripped uh, they rugged us on the emojis? That was like the original Twitter rug. That was like pre Elon days, you know. The original Twitter rug is when they changed up all the emojis in Twitter spaces. Because <laughs> uh, I'm looking right now, I'm trying to like communicate with Quickie just by the hand signals, and I just don't have. Yeah, you still have to go through and search. <laughs> well, today, um, Matt, so excited to have you on our Twitter spaces, um, especially just running into you at NFT NYC and just realizing that we've never had a chance to actually connect, even though we have so many probably mutual ways of thinking about artists and digital art in this space. Um, so for our, for, our, for our time today, we have about 45 minutes. Uh, Eduardo and myself have a ton of questions for you just to learn more about your perspective of digital art and physical spaces. But we also want to leave 15 minutes at the end for others to ask questions also. I, I think for us, it's really important to help make connections. Uh, so we want to leave time for people at the end to be able to raise hands, ask questions to you directly, because we want to be able to help make those connections uh, just across the NFT community. So with that, we'd love to hand it over to Eduardo to to give us a quick self-introduction and then um, maybe kick off our questions for you today, Matt. My name is Eduardo. I'm one of the associates here at the museum. I uh, was really fortunate to be involved uh, from close to the beginning there. And uh, yeah, I support the Discord as well and just around Seattle neighborhood doing NFTs. Hey, Matt, are you back with us? We're back. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> no, you're good. 
let's see if uh, Jennifer is able to to say something and we're good on that. Yep, I'm here, Eduardo. Nice. Got it. Woo. I think we're good. I think we're good, guys. All right. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, maybe we can pretty much just jump right into it. Uh, Jennifer gave us a little bit of a rundown of, of kind of what the show is about regarding uh, behind the scenes and NFTs and, and just how it's so relevant with what you're doing at M. Night Art. I'm not art. Uh, could you maybe start out with telling us a little bit about I'm not art and what inspired you to open it? Yeah, yeah. So our story begins uh, about two years ago, uh, beginning of 2021, um, with a, a group of friends that uh, we all play kind of video games together. And we were seeing kind of the NFT space really starting to kind of, um, you know, form. And we saw an opportunity to maybe create like an online marketplace. So we never had any intention of having like any physical NFT gallery. It all kind of happened just kind of quite naturally. And when we started, we um, bought a bunch of land in the metaverse and wanted to kind of develop community in the metaverse because we thought um, the future of kind of like the uh, representation and exhibition of NFTs and work um, in a large part uh, would be virtual. And the metaverse was like a perfect kind of um, venue and format to kind of show digitally native work. Uh, and then so essentially we opened up uh, something called Community Gallery, which was uh, an open call kind of exhibition and metaverse gallery, uh, just with no idea really where it would go, kind of with the idea that, hey, if we're going to build some sort of marketplace, um, if we can bring on kind of traditional artists in the NFT space, um, there could be a really cool opportunity there. And the concept of community gallery really went crazy. It was um, really using Discord and our Discord um, chat and, and stage they eventually developed is kind of before Twitter spaces existed. So it was like an interesting moment in the NFT space. And a lot of the early artists have gone on to do just amazing things and launch really massive projects. And so we we're really having fun in the metaverse. And a couple weeks into it, we were doing it every Thursday night. Um, a couple weeks into it, we were kind of the most popular um, event or thing that was happening in crypto voxels. Um, and that was when kind of the idea started popping up. It was like, hey, like there's not a lot of NFT galleries kind of anywhere in the world. Like our thought is that NFTs should be displayed physically and digitally. Um, you know, why, why don't we create one in Chicago? Cause there isn't one. And we could then recreate that gallery in the metaverse essentially, and then experiment with um, that dynamic. And so that was kind of how we led to opening a physical location. It was very natural and not expected if you asked me two years ago if i would open a physical art gallery i would have i would have uh 420 was yesterday i would have thought it was a joke so uh, but yeah that's a little bit about how i'm that art started that's awesome it basically was calling for it to be created <laughs> and you were uh the conduit there to, to make it happen <laughs> that's awesome um so curious how do you approach curating digital art for a physical gallery space yeah you know i think um when we started we, the first exhibition we ever did physically we had a bunch of metaverse before that was uh, an exhibition called the new digital born in chicago and one really major element we wanted to do with creating kind of a physical presence was be able to to celebrate and showcase kind of the creatives of Chicago. So Chicago is such a an amazing creative community and always has. And um, specifically in the art space, there's such an amazing scene here. Like, you know, and, and a lot of it, I've, I think, has been kind of underappreciated versus what people look at the art scene on kind of the coasts with L.A., New York, Miami. 
Um, and so we really wanted to kind of showcase, you know, Chicago and the Midwest as a uh, as a, a beacon for this type of creativity and work. Uh, so in the beginning, and, and we really wanted to make sure we were doing uh, exhibitions that that showcase that and, and off, also offer resources kind of to the Chicago community. Uh, but because our community started and continues to be so global, um, we'll also do a lot of other types of exhibitions. And um, uh, we did out of the beginning, we uh, worked with Jeff Davis from Art Blocks to do a really awesome exhibition, kind of really showcase what we could do. Um, we worked with the um, African NFT community to do their first physical exhibition called Paradise, which is really great. Um, we held an exhibition called Balance, uh, which was an all women's photography exhibition in the end of 2021. Um, and the concept of balance was about trying to shine a light. Uh, and I wish we could have shined a, a brighter light. And, and you know, the, the, the story continues to be told, but there's such a massive inequality with um, the percentage of NFT sales, if you look at the top artists across different platforms. And so the concept of balance was trying to um, really kind of showcase that. And so um, we've been really, uh, we've been lucky to be able to um, to try to curate or work with curators that were creating exhibitions that we thought um, had a larger narrative and really, we really thought should and deserve to be shown. So we've had artists from, you know, so many different countries Typically, we get submissions for a community gallery from, you know, 40 plus countries. And uh, so I would say that's maybe like didn't directly answer the question, but uh, we've been able to, to curate the shows and work with curators um, for the stuff that we felt passionate about. I love that you've taken that approach where you really think about um, partnering with others around the community to really bring different perspectives. I think it's very similar to how we've approached curation as well, where we don't just rely on ourselves or our team to really select the artists to bring in for exhibitions, but really doing some outreach too, whether it's collaborations with curators, organizations, uh, or even just open calls like in a Discord as an example. Um, Matt, I, I also have a, a question in terms of how you display the art. Uh, that This is something that we did a lot of research on early on, just figuring out what are the best ways to display digital art in a physical space. And it's something that we believe is always evolving. Like we know that there's new technologies, better technologies. Be curious to hear from your perspective how you approach the concept of this. Yeah, great question, Jennifer. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I come from kind of like the Ethereum um, background, or that's how I kind of got into the whole space and the concept of decentralization and the concept of being able to, um, to be pure in terms of how people are buying. So uh, essentially, Sorry, my 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 brain my, my brain just went in a bunch of different directions. What was what was exactly the uh, sure? Yeah, my question was specifically around how you think about displaying the digital art in a physical space. What was your approach to that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll also dive into Ethereum too. So, <laughs> sorry, yeah, that was I got just sidetracked because I'm like a purist when it comes to that. So I want when people come into the gallery and they look on the screen, and you're saying like the technology emerges, right? Like I want it to be as pure as possible. Like, can it be reading from decentralized storage? And, you know, I think that was something that we always wanted. And when we started the gallery in 2021, a lot of the technology that really helps kind of create that or show that in a more, you know, authentic way wasn't really there yet. Uh, and so we really just wanted to figure out what is the, the best way to be able to display it. For art blocks, we were able to go directly from their generator. So that was truly like as close as you can get. Um, but I think like what I've learned over two years is that, um, it's more about just being able to display the art, you know, in, in the most beautiful way possible. 
Um, and it's, it's less about necessarily the technicality of is it directly tied to the blockchain? Because we get that question a lot. And what I'd always say is because our exhibitions happen in the metaverse as well, in the metaverse and crypto voxels, you truly are able to tie it to an NFT. So it's almost more pure and, and, and right on in the metaverse where it's actually connected. Um, so that's kind of how we've approached it. We've done a whole different, a whole bunch of different methods, you know, down from um, USB to different types of softwares. Um, there's different, tons of different things. We really like zero frame um, as a solution. It allows us to be very dynamic with our screens and kind of what we're doing. Uh, and then we've, we've, we don't have any token frames or those types of um, in our gallery uh, yet. But um, we're always interested in kind of how to best kind of display it in the most pure way. And to wrap it up, I think it's just about displaying it cleanly and making sure you attribute the artists and the information in the most effective way. And since you mentioned that you actually did start as more of a metaverse community project, how do you think the experience of view- viewing digital art is different in the physical space versus the metaverse? Yeah, you know, I think the metaverse audience is a very native audience to it. Not that you can't, you know, what's great about CryptoVox is you distribute a link, but I think the people in the metaverse for the most part um, are coming kind of from that Web3 kind of um, smaller niche where in real life we have like a ton of people who just walk in off the streets. And so um, it's a kind of a different conversation and uh, it's got to be a different one. And even in the metaverse as we're talking to people and they're there, uh, in real life, we think that the gallery is the the perfect entry point to talk about the world of, of NFTs and what the technology is and what it can do. And so we're really able to frame that conversation, I think, in a room that is is more effective than anywhere else that you could do it. And that's what I love about your museum. And in general, I think these spaces like this um, kind of disarm some of the some some people's preconceptions around the technology and allow them to kind of enter from like an art centric kind of view and they can really understand it. And so um, a great example is uh, when, we were, when we were starting, um, we had um, one of the, the Sotheby's uh, uh, people in Chicago kind of heard about us, came out of here, and then they wanted to do like an event, an educational event. Um, so they brought in some of their top collectors, and we had this, um, this talk, and we were talking about everything, showing the art from the first exhibition we did, Born in Chicago. And what they were really interested in is kind of the, the concept of the ledger. And I think that's what it comes down to for people that don't understand the technology. And so we're able on our big, like, 86-inch screen to bring up um, Etherscan and show the smart contract of the exhibition of the work that was showing around them and talk about those different elements. And so uh, I think showing work in, like, a physical way is such an entry point to kind of people understanding kind of the technology and potential. Uh I think some of what you said is exactly what we see in the museum as well. Eduardo, I'd love to pass it over to you too, because I know that you have um, a a pretty expertise opinion on this as well. Being at the museum for as long as you have, you've talked with so many different visitors. Do you see a difference in terms of visitors being able to experience digital art in the physical space versus like you yourself visiting metaverse spaces? Because us as a museum, we don't have a metaverse experience to view the artwork. We've really focused on the physical space today, but I, I know Eduardo, you spend some time in different metaverse spaces as well. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the really fun things about being in person is being able to, one, experience it with another person as well. And I think that in the metaverse, there is still that interaction that happens. But I think what I've noticed, a lot of the people that come to the museum, a lot of them come with like a friend or family member. 
And it's that interaction about the piece together and discussing it. Um, and I think that's something that is, is a little bit maybe more unique and, and harder to accomplish just, you know, online. Um, so yeah, so I would say that experience of being together uh, with the artwork and, and what it means to you or critiquing it, I, I think that's one of the most interesting things I've seen. Um, maybe we'll, we'll go. So I'm curious, a lot of folks, when they talk to the museum, um, it's a lot of artists that are interested in working with us. I wanted to ask you, Matt, how do you work with artists to display their work in, in the physical gallery space? Yeah, so we have a couple of different entry points, depending on how we've kind of approached the exhibition. Um, community gallery, the initial concept that we started in the metaverse is something that we continue to do. Um, now, kind of every couple months in the beginning, it was more frequent, um, but that's a way we could just, it's an open call. And so we always wanted to kind of position I'm Not Art as kind of like a, a gallery that had like an open front door, whether that be for somebody just walking on the street that wants to learn about Web3 uh, or an artist trying to get started in Web3 and try to give them resources and ability um, to get seen in that way. So we always try to keep it kind of as open as possible and community gallery is kind of our entry point to that. And then other types of exhibitions, whether it be artists that we've formed relationships along the way um, that we want to kind of are interested in, in, in doing an exhibition for at least the ones that are curated by I'm Not Art, um, you know, we'll approach an artist or if an artist has approached us, we'll look at kind of what they sent over uh, and have an idea kind of of here's the, here's the canvas. We look at the whole house of I'm Not Art now, now that we have kind of the whole building as kind of like a canvas essentially for Web3 expression in whatever format. And so... We just want to be able to explain to the artists and um, give a full idea of what's possible. Uh, an example for Max Kuschelski that we just did, he painted the whole windows on our big storefront. And we have a ton of other kind of cool physical type things we can have artists do. Um, so I think it's really just being able to make sure that um, the artist has an understanding or group of artists has an understanding of what's possible. And then third, it's from like a curatorial standpoint, which I think, you know, Jennifer was really hitting on. Uh, as well is that um, we recognize that we want to bring in kind of expert curators as well that can help kind of put together these exhibitions and also events as well. Like there's curators of events and some of our most successful events in Chicago have been when we've collaborated with other Chicago organizations and some other things really kind of brought um, brought people into Web3 through an angle that um, didn't exist before these types of events and stuff like that. So um, we're always looking for curators that have ideas. And that's one of our big goals. Um, June is going to be our two-year anniversary of the physical location. Um, and so for the two-year anniversary, we're, we're going to come out with uh, a, a more clear pathway, whether you're an artist, whether you're a curator, whether that you're, you have an idea for an event or an experiential concept, trying to make an easy pathway for people that want to work with I'm Not Art to understand, like, here's how you do it. I think that's been one of the, even though we have community gallery and these other things, um, it's not as, as, as easy for people to understand or, or quick from our site and whatnot. So that's something we're going to work on. Since you said work on, uh, can you tell us maybe a little bit about, you know, on the day-to-day, -day, what's something particularly challenging uh, installation you've worked on or what you've had to do to overcome any obstacles? Yeah, you know, it's it's a challenge overall, just kind of, um, uh, you know, we, we ordered the screens kind of without even really being able to test them in the beginning. So in the beginning, there was a lot of kind of putting it together, um, but you know, once we got things, once we got got things going, um, it's been pretty good. You know, sometimes the displays will 
um, will act up and we keep just kind of pushing ourselves. And so like, we really haven't, um, an example is doing like a live mint experience. We had like a really elaborate concept um, that we were able to kind of just execute in like, I'm not our way, which is we'll just do the best we can at, um, at it and, and see kind of just keep pushing it. And um, that was probably the most technically challenging one. So um, we sold an, an NFT um, that allowed people to be part of a digital live mint experience, which was the first digital live mint concept ever. You know, there's Bright Moments was one of the first people to do kind of live mint concepts. Now you're seeing it in other places and it makes a ton of sense um, for, for, a, for a lot of different ways. And I think live minting at a lot of, you know, fast forward five years, maybe you're not going to call it live minting or whatnot, but there's going to be a lot of that concept. Um, and so we really wanted to create this experience beyond just the NFT. So you had to buy it. And then if you got it you could, at the event, um, you had access to the main gallery where we had the artist will lay his way, where you could meet the artists and kind of be part of the collectors only kind of gallery front. Um, and then when it became close to your time, you would go back into the area behind the main gallery. And we had um, this kind of lounge room where we had other videos that had um, kind of narrative about the drop, kind of behind the scenes footage, a little bit more information so you could hear it. We, we envisioned it like, like, a, like a Disneyland ride almost, where you kind of start somewhere, then the line itself or the progression can go with the story. And then you went into a room that we painted all black and we put a nice leather chair and we mounted a TV in it. And so we had another computer that was essentially playing the reveal video of what you got. Um, and at the same time, we had a, a, an audience of people outside in our outside area um, that were just watching the live mints on screens outside that we put up that were also connected to it. So we use zero frame kind of everywhere. It's definitely the most technically complex and there was a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, and also people minted in the metaverse too. So we had a metaverse part, but yeah, that was, that was nuts. I, I love what you're describing. It's actually very familiar to um, uh, live minting that I went to. It was, it was for bright moments for Aaron Panay's uh, recent project. But Matt, because you describe something like so amazingly cool as a, uh, an experience for someone to be a part of. How did you pull something like that off if you don't have that background? Just maybe for others that are inspired to, to try to pull something together like that as well. What was your approach to that? Yeah, you know, my I'm, I couldn't do anything without my team. And so like that's my, my team is like really dynamic and there's there's not a ton of us and we have a lot of I'm not family as well and people who, who continue to kind of contribute and work, you know, but not in as much of a full time capacity. But um, we just have this really weird skill set kind of coming from the metaverse. And that's where like kind of our, our gaming background really shines. And so um, we just kind of were kept doing these things that people weren't with digital. And so we held like a, a digital music event where. We had three DJs in Chicago, one DJ in the metaverse. Um, we called it Daytime Vibes. And uh, uh, it was a really cool concept. We gave everybody that came a free um, Voxels wearable headphones that they got. And so, um, and we did that. It was like, that was sometime in 2021. And um, so I think we were just kind of always just wanted to, to push the boundaries of what digital could be from an experience side and um, did like a digital. Uh, uh, silent disco digital one like we pushed kind of crypto voxels to create like a token gating element of the metaverse because we think that's what's coming it's just fun playing with these technologies that are so new and it's like the world we're going to be partying in and doing digital exhibitions like pretty much doesn't exist yet and so it's kind of a cool experimental time um 
and that's kind of what drives us. Sorry if that didn't answer your question. No. It's Friday night, you know, like my, my brain's a little spent. No, I love this example. And I do have just a couple more questions before we open it up to our listeners to um, probably have a lot of questions for you as well. But for the last couple, you mentioned a few different examples of this digital world. I don't know if I, could, I can say that. It's, it's like trying to make fetch happen in my mind. I, I don't know if it's going to click yet, but I will try. Um, curious, how do you see the relationship between digital and phys- physical art evolving in the future, uh, in addition to some of the examples that you mentioned? Yeah, you know, I, I think that when, when there's really amazing things you can do with, with how you can experience art with technology. And I think um, there was some stuff I didn't get to see in New York, but it's really cool kind of experiential type concepts of pushing the limit of what it can be in the literary world. They're doing amazing things, Hasha Styles. And um, so I just think that we're going to continue to see people push it. We're trying to create a venue for people that have those ideas to push it. I think like really what we haven't fully seen yet is a lot of the 3D capture of more 3D styles of work and then the exploration of them as um, interactive mediums, essentially. Um, we're experimenting with like an exhibition we just did with uh, artist Sinclair that it was digital and physical pieces. So we put NFC chips in the physical pieces and um, the, we have an art studio now upstairs where he created a lot of physical work and we 3D scanned the palette um, and then we're able to manipulate that palette into kind of like AR mixed reality experiences and video content and stuff. And so you can actually have it where people can put on glasses or use an AR filter and start actually like experiencing art um there's there's one artist uh, rebecca rose um that is doing has really cool layers to her art so you're seeing certain projects that have layers to their art some really you know there's a lot of really popular projects and styles that you utilize that and the ability to util- to, to do that and experience it um somewhere on the metaverse side like you can build a, your metaverse environment and then you can build some sort of or, or any 3d object you have you can create it into like a, a level where a player can be jumping around in it. So you can visualize any object. And it's like, an, there's so many cool things that I think you could do combining it. Um, but yeah, that's just the start of it, I'm sure. <laughs> you, I, I love these ideas. And I feel like at NFT NYC, I met so many artists that are really pushing the, the innovation of using technology as a part of their creative process. And they really view their work as experimentation, which I really love as a point of view. Um, and because we're both the museum as well as your gallery are, are very artist focused, um, as kind of a last question, what advice would you give for an artist who's interested in showing their digital work in more physical places just in general and, and maybe at uh, I'm not art? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of great kind of open call type opportunities, but a lot of that can also be diluted. I think if you look at the number of events and and how this is, I think we've seen it kind of, um, we've just seen it kind of evolving over time. And so I would say, like, get involved with your local community. You know, I think we're really going to see over the next, you know, one, two, five years, like an, an incredible merging of um, so find your local your local digital art gallery. And, and unfortunately, there's not a ton of them, but even traditional art galleries are experimenting with this type of stuff. And there's meetup groups of people in your area, no matter where you are. And so I think like my advice would be start kind of physically because that's how you can start making relationships and then you grow together and you start building kind of collector bases both locally. It's not just going to, you know, it's not just it's, hard, it's super hard in this market to sell work. And look at your journey into this space as more than just kind of 
the the immediate economic opportunity or hope of of selling something quickly and getting rich quickly like learn the language of web3 because it's something that's that's going to be applicable in in every phase and that's something that people come through to i'm not art it's you know whether you're you know it's not just artists that and there's a lot of artists that have that you know 99.9 percent of artists have jobs you know and so it's uh i think there's so much you can develop just by jumping in and by learning it um by being a little uncomfortable being comfortable being uncomfortable because that's what it is when you set up a metamask or something like that um but jump in with both feet um and keep your mind open and you know um just keep learning matt thank you so much for joining us today um like I mentioned, we'll start taking questions from all of the listeners. So I'm going to pass it back to our Eduardo to lead our Q&A from the audience. Right on. All right. I see someone already requesting. We'll go ahead and let them up here. It's super interesting, Matt, to hear uh, from someone else that's doing uh, NFT stuff in real life. It's, I feel like we're part of a special club. It's nice to hear. <laughs> I feel it. I feel that too. Um, all right. I think it's uh, Pamela. Welcome, Pamela. How's it going? Good morning from Australia. I'm sitting here and I'm clapping like a sea lion. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is brilliant. This is what we need. We need more of this um, on steroids. We need to franchise what you're all doing all over the world. We need this in Australia. We have a few digital galleries, but you know, everything you said there in relation to the language of Web3, you know, staying curious, evolve. I know Rebecca Rose, um, amazing. Um, I, I just, I'm just so happy to hear this. We just need more of it. We need it, um, you know, can you photocopy what you do or something or franchise it out? Because if how much advancement would there be in web3 if we had people who think like you three I, I i that's how i think that's what i want to do i'm passionate about art but i'm passionate more about the user case for the blockchain and how that can push artists just outside uh, their comfort zones because these people are supremely talented i have not got one artistic uh uh DNA cell in my body. I wish I had because I take over the world, uh, haven't been Irish and kissing the Blarney Stone and all this. I don't. These are humble people who are supremely talented, who just need navigation and they need somebody to believe in them, to make them feel that they are doing something right. And I think you're quite right. Um, I, I, I do manage a few artists because I... And I do it in, with integrity. I do it with values and morals and ethics because I feel that we should set the benchmark in Web3 for that. And not all artists know where to go, how to get involved, where should they put their work, what strategy, what's a business plan, um, how to brand themselves, what's their signature style, all these wee things that they don't need to worry about. They just concentrate on pushing the envelope of their art to create things that we've never seen before. Like at NFT, TMIC, the Nultra show, my God, it was, and you said something very important there, and it's, I can see that's where the, the whole space is going, immersive art, if you can make people feel something and feel that they're part of art, you're achieving something that is massive, that will have that mass appeal as well, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that, because for me, 
being involved in a piece of art like even you know they're coming up with these new things now with uh you know vans that you walk into the van and there's screens all in the van and you can really get involved and be a part of the art this is what we need we don't need onboarding we don't need we need people to feel something if we can make them feel we can get them into web three um we, I'm a big uh, advocate in the Tezos community. I'm actually a founder of my own project as well, just in case you think I'm just talking off the top of my head. I've been an OG in Web3 for quite some time. I created a project to uh, save the corals of the Great Barrier Reef uh, in Australia to get back to my second home. But um, in relation to, you know, being able to involve the greater community and invite them and make them curious to come into Web3, you need to make them feel something. And I think what you're doing is awesome. And I'd love to connect further with all of you. You are amazing. And, and Jenny, the questions you were asking there, I was ticking them off my list as I was listening. Um, awesome space. I just wish there were more people in here. People, where are you all? Come in here, share this space. These people are doing awesome things. And you know what? Good humans do win. Good humans do win. I'm just, thank you very much. <laughs> I have no question. I just want to come up and say, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm pumped up, Pamela. Thanks for that. I'm ready to run through a wall. Good, good people do win. You, you know, just sometimes you need to remind that, remind yourself that. But no, I really appreciate everything that you said. You know, it's, uh, uh, I agree so much with all your different points uh, about kind of immersive art as experience. Like the Van Gogh exhibition in the United States, and it's probably global as well. Like they, it's clear that the these types of experiences, even without Web three infused, and not even you know necessarily pushing the boundaries of the art and technology from like the actual. Um, the actual artist like there's so much opportunity I think for it and we hope to be a big part of it um, you know in Chicago and and globally you know where 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 it can be and we're huge supporters of of every other nft gallery and anybody that's trying to display digital art in a physical way um, you know we were talking we were talking earlier it's like it, it's it's a small group of us that's kind of doing this and so um, I'm so supportive of everything and um, we really wanted to kind of uh, double down in Chicago and, and show really what we could do. That's why we have the whole building now. But we would love in the long term to be able to do this because I, I see the net good that it does for the community and like just the, the cross pollination of creatives in Chicago that's happened like in this building I'm standing in right now, 1010 North Ashland. Like it's been, I know I've benefited from it personally. We've seen so many projects be formed and, and we've collaborated with artists, but a lot of projects form that are you know outside of what I'm not arts doing, which is great, you know, and relationships form jobs, jobs be created. And it's just, um, it's just awesome. So thank you for everything you said, Pamela. Yeah, I'll just jump in and just uh, give a quick thank you as well, Pamela. Um, just really love your perspective. And I, I'm sure you didn't go to our website and read the mission of the museum, but it really is what you stated. Like, we just want to be able to help with education and inspiration and connection across the NFT communities, whether you're an artist, a collector, or a builder. And it really is the purpose of this Twitter space series where we just want to expose what it's like to be able to create an NFT museum and show that if you are inspired to help artists show their work in physical places and uh, get people really excited to 
um, kind of learn about this maybe new type of art form, one that um, seems mysterious because oftentimes you can only learn about it in online spaces, then it's um, fully doable. Uh, so if anyone has any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, we would love to add it to our schedule. We just want to be able to expose as much information as possible to hopefully um, let other people know that they can make it a reality. We hope to see more uh, physical spaces to show digital work, like mentioned, uh, like Matt mentioned, in maybe every city, uh, so that it, there is a connection point. That's awesome. Yeah, Pamela, Pamela has great energy. Uh, thanks so much for coming in, Pamela, and and sharing the flowers. And uh, yeah, I think the key word there was immersive. Um, yeah, immersive experiences are really going to be the key thing here. Appreciate that. Um, I see some hands popping up. I'm going to go in the order that uh, folks came on stage, if that's all right. We'll make sure everybody gets a chance to hop in here. Um, I think it was a Speaker Jill. Welcome, Speaker Jill. <laughs> do you have any questions for Hello. the team? Hi there. I, I do. Well, first, I want to say thank you to the both of y'all for creating uh, a physical place for digital work. I am... I, well, I've, I've been an artist for decades in the physical world. I've been in the NFT space for a couple of years. I live in downtown Dallas, and it is like pulling teeth to get anybody in the art community here to, to do what y'all have done. Or, you know, I have been in some situations where, you, you know, you, you, they like your art. I mean, my canvas pieces, you know, sell for thousands of dollars. And so I can go in and talk to people and say, oh, this is me. This is my stuff. Oh, and I'm doing NFTs. Let me show you. And I literally had one person was like, oh, and, and like literally kind of walked off from me. So I know that we have a very, very long road ahead of us of, of having people understand what we do. But my, I have a very self-serving question, and that is, how do we get on the radar of both of you? Because uh, while I've been sitting here listening to y'all's conversation, yes, I've been stalking both websites, and I love both of what I've, I see. So what do we do if we are somewhere, and I hate to say that I'm in a city that really doesn't support this. So what do we do if we are in a city that, that really doesn't have something like this and we want to have our stuff shown like this. I mean, I had artwork that was shown at NFT NYC. I am still on the couch recovering from the like thousands of steps that I did over the week of, of tromping back and forth across the city. But, uh, but that's my thing. My first thing is self-serving. How do we get on y'all's radar to potentially have our art shown in there? And the second thing is, how do we even go further than that? And would you potentially think of branching out into other cities? Yeah, I think community gallery for us. So we got to make this announcement. It'll probably be like next week. But definitely um, within the next two weeks, we're going to make an announcement about our next community gallery event. And that's the, the best way. It's our, our digital exhibition series, the one that started in the metaverse. And now it takes place in both uh, communitygallery.com is actually the website for it. I don't think we updated it after we did the last one. Um, but it's got some information more more uh, that you can learn there about it. I see Magal up on the stage. Uh, it's funny. And, and also uh, the guy with the laptop and the diamond, that's Quickie. 
so it's a great example. Magal is is my metaverse neighbor, like one of the first people that I met in the metaverse, <laughs> like literally in the island of Berlin. In Shout out to Mad Man. Shout out to you. It's so Shout out to Magal, man. And uh, <laughs> Quickie is like one of our OG Chicago community members who I think, and you know, when you when you get up here, I, I don't remember exactly when you first found out about us or whatnot. Um, and so it's just it's awesome to have have you guys up here. Uh, and so a community gallery is a great entry point for that. Um, and then, um, uh, shoot, uh, Jennifer, you want to go? I forgot the second part. Sure. I think for us, one of the first ways is to join our Discord. We encourage, um, even if you're a visitor coming through the doors of the museum and online, to join our Discord because we do have different channels within our server. One specifically is for artists where we have a forum to be able to submit yourself and your work. And for us, that's just an easy way for us to have an archive of artists that we should know about and be in touch with as we start to think about curating our exhibitions for the year because for us we typically start with a list of exhibitions that we envision in opening for the year and then we have some flexibility to change them as different topics um, because become more important uh, than we initially intended at the very beginning of the year but as we start to think about the curation process of the exhibitions we look through discord and the community submission form and then we'll do our reach to specific artists and we actually get a lot of recommendation from artists as well as collectors themselves as well people that they are very excited about and um, we'll, we'll just get introductions from there as well okay well i will say that at the beginning of the space i did dm the uh the actual seattle uh, nft museum account and said i'm dming you for a discord invite <laughs> so i i've definitely done that but i love what y'all are doing i'm so glad i found this space today because i do i i know that this is the next thing i know that people walking into a gallery no matter whether it is a digital piece or a, a canvas piece that they're going to start getting it and Living in downtown in the loft like that, that I'm in, I've had so many people when I've shown physical work say, God, I love this, but I, I already have art in my basement. I already have art in my attic. I don't have anywhere to put it. And when people finally get that when they can put a digital screen in their home and have an infinite amount of, of artwork to display, I definitely think that's going to be the game changer. Awesome. That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked. Thanks for coming up here. Um, all right. Uh, I think I'm going to try to go in the order. I think here it's, uh, Max, uh, NFT Quickie Mart, and then MAGA, Magalith. Um, so Max, how's it going? Welcome. Hey, GM, GM, you know, thanks for having me up here. Uh, really interested. It, it's really good to hear. I'm not art speak. Uh, I'm kind of in the area. I've just been sleeping on trying to come out there. Like I'm, uh, near Chicago. I'm in the suburbs, uh, I'm going to try to make it out there, you know, eventually. I want to come see it. Um, yeah, just trying to find an event that works for me with my schedule. Come through. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm going to come as soon as I can, man. Uh, it's great. But, you know, my main question, I think, is just because uh, I do music NFTs, and I'm just uh, – I haven't really been to many, you know, IRL events. You know, I'm just a DJ here alone on my computer, you know, trying to venture out more and stuff. But just how – 
if you if you guys are able to incorporate kind of music you know i know you have screens and everything and and different stuff like that but like as far as displaying music nfts you know is there technology out there that that has speakers that you can hook up to that or or something like that but then also too you know i'm looking on here i'm trying to submit my art on the uh, community gallery but i'm i'm running into problems here with the the size limit it's crazy because it's only 10 megabytes um most of the marketplaces, you know, they have a minimum of like kind of 50 megabytes. So like all my pieces are like just under 50. Um, some even offer 100 megabytes, which is super generous. But uh, yeah, it's going to be difficult to submit something uh, under 10 megabytes. Yeah, I feel you there. I, I think maybe the form is, is not properly positioned because I think sometimes usually what we do for larger file formats is we'll just ask for the Google Drive link. Um, and really, we want also the link to the actual work um, itself, which we, we can then grab the, the raw file from. Um, but yeah, that shouldn't be, that's either bad UI on our end or, yeah. So we'll, we'll, thanks for, we'll take a look at that one uh, when we spruce up communityr.com. And then on the music events, yeah, like I, like the whole idea of I'm Not Artist to be kind of this experiential concept. And uh, music is, 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 I mean, it's, it's so perfect for Web3. And I think there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of bring music into a place like this um, as NFTs um, through different live events and potential tokenized, ex uh, tokenized experiences or, or tokenized performances rather and type stuff as well, along with kind of the NFTs that people are selling and bringing attention around them through music events here. And the, the possibility of having a virtual audience is really awesome. So when we did that Metaverse event, we had a bunch of people online um, that were listening to the music at the same time that they were here uh, at the house. And because we produced the stream and it goes back and forth, they're also able to see the DJs playing and then see the crowd. And so we really want to continue to up that type of production. And now that the weather is finally better, as you know, out here in the Midwest, in the suburbs, you know, it's it was literally experienced all the seasons in the last four days. But soon the weekends are going to be nice. And we're already planning on doing some outdoor live music type of weekend kind of elements um, that we could wrap into also potentially like new artist education or onboarding um, type concepts, but also have kind of like a musical potential series. Like we'd love for daytime vibes to be a serial thing and um, to get more into that. So yeah, man, um, come through the gallery and, and happy to talk more. Max, thanks for your question. Music NFTs is something that we've uh, had a lot of requests on since the day that we announced that we were going to open the museum. It's something that we're still looking to explore because for our physical space, we took a really white box museum approach. So when you walk in the doors, you'll see a big wide open space, which isn't ideal to be able to showcase almost 30 different pieces of music NFTs. So we're still exploring the best way to display music NFTs in our physical location, but we actually do have a music NFT exhibition bookmark for this year. So it is something that we're actively researching. I love that. And no doubt you'll figure out something really cool, a way to do it. Like we have speakers on our different displays and, um, it can incorporate different elements, but it's hard to isolate it. And so it really needs to be part of, I'm interested in kind of what you're thinking about this stuff too, Jennifer, because we're always trying to think of how do we create like a kind of companion experience along with um, kind of people in the physical gallery with their phone through some sort of AR. And maybe they could have even their, their head, their earbuds and abilities for people through that experience to engage AR 
and future in, in, in other types of things, including isolated sound or um, engagement or extra information about a specific piece. Yeah. Um, like- I think that is something that we're going to explore, like maybe using earbuds where everyone individually uses their own since almost everyone carries them uh, with them these days. Yeah. We've had a couple of exhibitions where music or sound was an integral part of the NFT itself. So we've had those sound domes to really isolate uh, sound for a specific piece. That's awesome. But I think um, when we when we typically show over 30 pieces for an exhibition, trying to figure out how to scale that across the entire space without it being disruptive. Uh, yeah, that, that's the part that we're exploring. I love that. The idea of sound domes. I got to check the place out. Where, where in Seattle are you guys located? We are right downtown, just two blocks north from Pike Place Market. So if you're ever just right in the middle of downtown, we're pretty close by. Uh, I can't wait to visit. Check it out. That was a really good uh, good call out there, especially with the idea of being immersive. Music is such a big thing. He, what we hear um, can provide such a big experience. And, you know, at the museum, we curate the music that's, that people are listening to as they're walking around. So that even then, um, you know, we consider the music. Thanks for, thanks for asking, Max. Um, all right, we got a last couple little hands here. Um, NFT Quickie Mart, we'll go to you, and then we'll end it with uh, Max. Hey guys, um, not gonna take too much time. I just want to more or less just you know show appreciation for Anad Art. They have been an amazing you know in real life gallery where I met so many people, artists, uh, collectors, and just genuine great people, including Matt. Um, have been amazing, and they provided this you know in real life physical space so we can get together and talk Web three NFTs, crypto, um, and I just again I want to show my appreciation to Matt and Anad Art for, you know, hosting so many community galleries and just providing great friendships. You know, you meet people that are all in, you know, the same aspect, same, you know, state of mind in Web3. So big congratulations to Ahmed Art and just doing something very innovative here in Chicago and hopefully it spreads throughout the United States. So I'm going to leave it at that. I just want to say thank you to Ahmed Art. Huge, huge respect to them and what they're doing. Thank you so much for providing this in real life building. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Huge, huge props. You guys have a great night. Great weekend. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's all. Thanks, man. Always, always appreciate you and love having you at the house. We're a core part of our community here. And, you know, you're part of what makes I'm not art. The idea, like, you know, worth it makes sense. So appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for coming up here. And and it really brings up a good point that a lot of what, you know, y'all are doing and what we're trying to do too is community building. And so this is a perfect example of that. So huge shout out to, to coming up for that. All right. And so we have uh, Magalart, Magalith. Magal. <laughs> yeah, so name is Magal Meta Art Gallery. Hello, everybody. Nice to have this space. This is exactly the topic I want to talk to about. So... How to become physical was a question that I tried to answer myself um, for a long time. And uh, I have Matt up here, my idol. <laughs> you did it. So congrats again on, on all the things you've done for the space. And we will make it also because I will be opening the first gallery in Hamburg uh, in, in, in summer. That's in Germany. So it's two in the morning right now. Still listening to your space. And... Uh, 
yeah, so we, we're going to make it. <laughs> what I find um, very important, I think, is the aspect of monetization for a gallery because we have we are on a peer-to-peer network, so <laughs> the artists are selling directly to the to the consumers. Yeah, and as a gallery, you need to put extra effort um, on w- when you provide uh, extra value. So there's the curation, and there's also the thing that I think we should focus on. We should be inclusive. We should really get the people that don't have crypto into a position where they can buy crypto art with fiat with a very easy onboarding. And this is something that I will focus on here in Germany as well. So not only the crypto degens that already have Ethereum and Bitcoin and whatever, but we need the other people, the ones that are skeptical about this, the ones that have never seen an NFT before or a crypto art piece. And we need to talk to those people and we need to put them into our galleries and show them the real magic and share the love and passion that we all feel for crypto art this is my idea a hundred percent man and you know i think one of the biggest mistakes that i made was not i think coming to that realizing it fast enough like when we opened the gallery i almost took i'm almost like was giddy about the fact that there was no cash in our gallery you know you everything happened on chain um but the reality and we had amazing audiences of people that would have bought things and we did our best like we one-to-one taught people about MetaMask and got them set up and we did Zoom calls and we had handouts. And so, and not that that work was bad, that work needs to continue going because that's how people learn, you know, how this works so they can build on top of it. But I think bridging the gap between people that are interested in art and are just coming in uh, and being able to sell it is everything. And that's kind of what we're trying to, um, trying to figure out now. Um, Really exciting that you're opening the thing up. Uh, can't wait one day to go to go check it out. And I think figuring out the the revenue angles of physical spaces is a big question. I mean, you, we're living in a in a time where the market is not ideal for in, in many different contexts, and a lot of the physical stuff that has has existed um, hasn't. You know, things have kind of an empire down in New York, Quantum LA in LA, um, the Solana stores. So the idea of physical kind of places is is tough. So I think monetization. Um, can be tricky. And I think ultimately as a gallery, what you're saying, Miguel, it's all about the value you can add onto it. So when we do exhibitions, we want to do really seminal exhibitions that we can curate and then work with curators that can do that because you want to make sure that you're, you need to, as a gallery, um, be justifying the extra percentage that people um, are, are giving you um, through the exhibition of their work in those different ways. And so I think that is the challenge of the gallery and why we always try with um, creating content and so when we work with an artist we really try to put everything behind it on an exhibition so that um, we are able to um, get the the best result and you know having your incentives aligned also helps in that regard Um, but really as a gallery i think that's your job um, is to prove the value I was going to just add on there. I'm not sure Jennifer was going to mention it, but the museum is actually uh, by donation right now with that same mindset of wanting it to be really accessible to folks, uh, people that are into NFTs and all that. They, they, it's much more easy for them to understand why you would want to go to that experience. And so this year, the museum moved over to a by donation. And so all these people just going on tourism, you know, walking around Seattle, they look at us on Google Maps and are like museum. And they come in and it's like, hey, there's no there's no barrier to entry there. Come in, 
you know, we're, we're the first people to even, you know, the first question we get a lot of time is what is an NFT? Like straightforward, they walk through the door and they're like, um, what's an NFT? So yeah, I'm glad that there, there's so many ways for, for you to be able to onboard people that may not be as familiar. Cause yeah, that, that is the key. Awesome. We have a lot of great questions. <laughs> Thank you everyone for, for coming up here. And uh, just cause we're running low on time. Um, if there are any questions you might have, if you don't mind DMing it to us or joining us in the discord as well, uh, we can make sure to pass on those questions as needed. And, uh, and then lastly, we just want to say thank you so much to Matt and uh, I'm Night Art for coming in and, and letting us know your experience. I know a lot of folks uh, are venturing into this, so it's super insightful to hear what you've been going through and, and so openly sharing that as well. Um, is there any last things you maybe want to uh, let people know about and before we end the space? No, I just want to thank everybody for showing up uh, for so long in the metaverse and real life and everything and new friends and old and you know, we're, our story is very much being told in public, and so you kind of, and so that's why I have no problem like talking about these different things. It's just an interesting time right now, and you know, we're going to keep doing our thing, and um, we hope to do more Twitter Spaces and kind of continue to build community because I think we've got a message and a concept that I think um, you know people are resonating with, and just trying to continue to push the limits on experiences that I want to see myself that, and not me personally, but just like my community wants to see. Being able to do it as just an experiment here in Chicago, um, you know, that's our that's our goal. So, like, last little thought I'll, I'll throw out there is, like, our, I think our gallery experience has already been kind of blowing people away since we opened is really going to take off in the next year um, with implementations of uh, kind of AR, mixed reality, and other types of technology. And I think one of the big weaknesses of, of NFT exhibitions and displayed in real life is not being able to get the metadata or interest or information about the artists. Like a lot of times you buy a piece because you resonate with the story behind it. And just a image on the screen doesn't necessarily allow you to tell that story. And a QR code next to it and a name can help a little bit. But you know, what if there were more interactive ways through like a, um, a mobile experience in a gallery that you could really start um, not only being able to see this information, but create that connection that the collector really, um, that, that, that really gets the collector going to make that purchase and do it. And so ideas about being able to have um, virtual curator type concepts in the metaverse um, using all different types of new technology. Um, and in real life, what if you could essentially hear from every artist talk about their work in like a 3D mixed reality type way? So you're able to walk around the gallery and then through your phone or through, through whatever it would be, um, actually be able, oh, I'm interested in this piece. And then you see in front of you like a 3D version of the artist comes out kind of talking to you about the piece, um, you know, and tells you more about it and something like that. So that's why I'm interested where you guys go with the music exhibition in terms of how do you create, you know, mobile individual people being able to listen to something at a time. Um, Cause that's the type of technology and stuff that we're experimenting with uh, every day right now. So that's all I got. Thanks guys. That's awesome. It's, it's really becoming like playgrounds uh, for innovation and tech and art and so, yeah, I love that. And, you know, the the point of community building, I feel like uh, we, we, we can build a community of community builders as well. So I definitely want to keep in touch with, with y'all and others that are building around the world um, and see how we can help each other in, in, with ideas and, and tech and, you know, hey, this is a good, this is a good screen. You want to use those, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this is the making of an NFT museum. Uh, we do the Twitter spaces every Friday. So we invite everyone to join us uh, next week. We rotate artists, uh, people like I'm not art, 
uh, or organizations that are organizing in town. So, yeah, we hope to see you next time. Take care, everyone.